0: You're listening to
3: Fox Sports Radio. 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 Oh, what's going on, everybody? It's not just what you do. It's how you do it. The style involved. We will dive into that momentarily. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So it's kind of interesting here, George, when you look at Joker and Djokovic, this is where I want to start here. If you look (laughs) at Novak Djokovic, he surpasses Rafael Nadal for the most men's major titles. He's got 23 now, Djokovic. He's got the most ever in men's tennis history. And then you look at Nikola Jokic, the Joker, what he's doing in the NBA Finals. He is freaking crushing it in the postseason altogether. Most points, most rebounds, most assists in a single postseason. And what stands out to me is they both get their flowers. But you know as well as I do, they would be getting so much more recognition if the style was greater. You know, if you saw Jokic, if he had the style of a Kevin Garnett, he'd be getting way more praise. Uh, what, what
4: do you what what do you pray pray tell what do you mean by style because i just mean a, a certain charisma he, can't stain, he he can't change his his physical makeup right <laughs> i so, know this is not so a he slight can't
3: change his dna oh i know that i'm not saying he's doing something wrong i'm just saying it is what it is if uh if he had a a personality. He's much more Tim Duncan than Kevin Garnett. Mm. You know, how Kevin Garnett is jumping up in a dead ball situation and swatting the ball away, <laughs> like blocking yeah. shots. See now, like, see now, we're going to get into a
4: different part of this conversation, though, because I think that on one hand, right, that he is a reluctant superstar. Kind of like Kawhi Leonard, you know, kind of of like other guys that we've seen who are super, super good. Right. Mm -hmm. Reluctant. I also think that that one of the things that and and I could be completely wrong here, but we we really had. Can can you remember a time where in an American sport and now my mind you, uh, Jokic's English is good, right? Yeah. But it's but it's. It's not as good as maybe like Lucas. So where like Luca, his style of play and his charisma has like multiplied things, but I but I do believe that if that if Jokic were an American born player, right? Mm-hmm. That his cachet and you know, and notoriety and all that would be significantly more than what it is now.
3: Could be. I would go more so style than the American route. And again, I'm trying to preface this. This What's is not different? knock you, on you. You mean that he that he's not a high flyer? He he's just stylistically. He looks like a guy at the YMCA that you wouldn't pick first, second, third, or fourth. You know what I mean? Like just his his style. He doesn't catch your eye. He's not a high flyer. He's incredibly effective, and and I'm just saying this is the way it goes. Our eyes gravitate.
4: Steph doesn't get the same like that. Steph doesn't get the same
3: appreciation
4: because he looks like a normal.
3: No. Human. No, no. When you're watching his game, when you're watching Steph's game, it is way more eye-catching. His oh, you're dribbling ability, that it looks his like shooting like ability, something that you
4: can't do versus you feel like that that people think that there are more people that can do what Jokic does.
3: No, I'm just looking strictly entertainment value. That's it. When you are watching a game, it's not like you're sitting on the couch saying, "I could do that." It has nothing to do with that. It's just what catches your eye. What are you more likely to go, whoa, at. It's not going to be Jokic's game. He's incredibly effective. It's going to be Steph's game. You bring up Luka. That's a great comparison. Luka's game is flashier. Kevin yeah, Garnett's game, if we're looking similar. at Big men, It's
4: like the guard version of Jokic, though. So. I mean, but but he's doing step-back three, stuff like oh, that. Gosh, he's, so, doing, he's ridiculous. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, I think that the problem now i struggled with this when i first saw luca at first too and i talked to some nba guys about it as well when they first saw luca they were like bro no way this slow <laughs> non-muscle having person is going to <laughs> thrive in the nba uh-huh. and and mind you he's been thriving but even uh, i don't know if you've seen a picture of of luca lately oh wow, so looking lean Yes, he even even he's had to you know figure out the body thing because what he was doing was not working. Finally, and working then, in the off season, George. This is yes, good, exactly. And then you go to Jokic, right? It, it is, and my, mind you, I, I completely subscribe to the Jokic is a fantastic player and has a chance to be one of the all time greats. Okay, mm-hmm. if if he can keep this up for a longer period of time. I subscribe to that. And even in that still watching Jokic is still mind bending. Like you're Uh, like, it takes so long for your brain to get wrapped around that idea. Right. That sure. Yeah. That wait, how is this dude who doesn't jump off the floor shoots this weird behind the head shot? I, I, how does how did they not steal the ball from him? How did they not block his shot? How does he get every rebound? Dude, it's it's like watching the European
3: version of Zach Randolph. That's what he is. <laughs> well, I love watching the Joker do his thing, but I feel like Jokic is more appreciated by hoops heads than he's going to be for like the casual basketball viewer. He's not going to transcend the sport. You know, there are certain athletes. Yeah.
4: I I think that you have a point there because my wife doesn't watch a lot of regular season NBA basketball unless the Lakers are playing, right? So she hasn't seen a ton of Jokic. We've been watched so, and then she watched the Lakers series, and then she watched the finals. And she was like, "Bro, this dude is incredible! Why can't uh, they stop him?" And 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 by now, after four games, she's like, "Oh, oh, because he's clearly unstoppable." Right. And I think that that's them playing on the big stage and going so deep into the playoffs. And now, you know, it, when the Eastern and West Conference Finals was, were going on, all you could watch was Jokic one night. And then Jokic and LeBron and AD one night and Jamal Murray one night. And then the next night you got to watch the Eastern Conference Finals. So people have seen him, have been forced to watch him. And now with the NBA Finals, if you're a a basketball fan, you don't have a choice but to watch him. So I think that that's where players get the high level of appreciation. For instance, Jimmy Butler he didn't get that sort of recognition until the bubble when, when he took them to the uh, finals and they got a chance to see him over and over and over again.
3: Yeah, I think there's something to that, but I still go back to what catches your eye. What do you just shift your focus to and say wow about? If you look at tennis, like Novak Djokovic is a phenomenal player, but he doesn't have the power and the style of Nadal He doesn't have the charm and the likability of Federer. He's just – he's a dominant player, but he's more like vanilla ice cream. You know what I mean? Like, he's smooth, but he's not Federer smooth. You know? You just don't gravitate to him and go ooh and ah as much as some of the other guys. I would agree with that. I feel like Joker and Djokovic are similar in that regard.
4: Yeah. Uh, Now, there might be some some truth to that. Like, he's not – care like – if if you notice outside of well hmm, for pretty much all of our superstars right mm-hmm. like the like like the people at the height of the game pretty much all of them have quarterback face like they're all like handsome people mm-hmm. like the bronze a handsome guy steph michael jordan kobe Magic Johnson, that damn smile. Larry Bird was like the Marlboro man. M- Middle America loved him. Who was you it? Had-
3: Tyrone Hill? <laughs> no,
4: no, 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 no. So, no. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, and, and and Jokic, like he looks like he cuts his own hair with a floby Yeah. So I think that, and, and so I think that that does lend itself kind of like Paul, Paul Pierce. People. Like Boston fans like Paul Pierce, but how many really other people are like, hell yeah, Paul Paul Pierce is mm-hmm. that man. I think it's something about soft body athletes like like Jokic, Luka, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paul Pierce that turns people that that they just can't fully buy into it. So I think that that's one thing. And then the other thing is, is that his team doesn't get talked about a lot. They don't. So like, we yeah. we know more about Austin Reeves being a great basketball player, right. yeah, and we and his and his um, you know rise than we do about Jokic.
3: That's true. That that absolutely is true. I think that has something to do with it. If Jokic is playing for a bigger brand name like the Lakers or Celtics, oh like, god, yeah, that, yes. that he's definitely getting all the to do credit. Do imagine if he played for the Lakers? And he was doing this with the Lakers. How would how would people be reacting? I they would absolutely be reacting like crazy. But I do think that the style. And again, I'm not knocking the guy. I'm but he's saying, the best player to ever tie up shoes. <laughs> if he did it with more style and more charisma, I think that would make a bigger difference. I Look at John ja Morant, good example. Like just on the floor, John ja Morant is. Eye-catching, and he gets okay. a ton of attention in Memphis. You know what I mean? You don't yeah, have to be in a big because
4: range. he's because he creates plays that you absolutely that must be played on the on on the shows every single night. That's where, what I'm saying. Where, yeah, yeah. So so that's what I'm saying he creates plays because they won't show the Memphis highlight. They will show like like yeah. they won't even show the whole Memphis. You know the uh, recap of the game. No, they're going to show the 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 two wild Ja Morant plays. Yeah. My but favorite now,
3: is look at this play from Ja. Look at this other play, and the Hawks win by fifteen or whatever. Yes. <laughs> In, imagine if he played for.
4: Imagine if he played for the New York Knicks.
3: How would how would folks respond to that? Well, hey, yeah, absolutely. That would make a difference. But my point is, he doesn't have to play for the Knicks because he has the style. Aaron Rodgers played for the Green Bay Packers. We didn't shut up about the guy because he's got style. And he um, produced.
4: But it's also, see, see you got to remember that in football, it's a little bit different. Because... Green Bay Packers are not a like it's not a huge city
3: but right. because it's they were It's a big brand name. Yeah, yeah, it's
4: yeah, it's one of the biggest brands in but the NFL. But it's the
3: smallest market size, you know? It's tiny. You you know
4: who Green Bay is? Clemson. Clemson mm. foot Clem, the city of Clemson is is a nut, what was there like 14, 15,000 people there in, in the city of Clemson.
3: I think and, they're all in the football stadium. That they just count the stadium and say that's the town yeah. size. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's
4: what I'm saying is that there that's the way that Green Bay is. That the brand is so big that it tra- transcends, you know, like
3: regular big city logic. Uh, yeah, I, look, I think there's something there. I, we want to get your comments on this. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter at George Reister. At the no-show is where we're at. And uh, I do think that if Joker, if Djokovic, if they had more style, more charisma, I think they would be getting way more recognition. And this isn't a knock on them. It's me saying, man, I wish they would get even more props because I think they deserve even more attention because they're so great at their respective sports. We'll get into a little bit later in the show. Some of the athletes who had great style, who had great charisma, who might be a bit overrated because we tend to prioritize style and maybe give it a little bit too much uh, credit when we react to it. Uh, Coming up next, we might get to this, though. We're looking at a common mistake being made about a big-named free agent. We will dive into that. I'm Brian, though. He's George Reister. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I'm, uh, I'm annoyed here, George. Little what are you annoyed right about? Now. I'm annoyed at some bad logic that is just floating around here when it comes to one former Vikings running back, Dalvin Cook. Okay. There's a lot of this. Oh, uh, Lord,
4: I know you have a bad take about this. Come uh-oh, on. Uh-oh. Really? I, I I am confident that you have a bad take on this.
3: <laughs> I don't think I do at all. There's this reaction, this common reaction of, oh, he's cooked. He's co- he's not what he once was. This is what drives me crazy, George. This idea that if a player isn't what they once were, they, they just don't matter at all they're they're not worth anything in their respective sport LeBron isn't what he once was that doesn't mean he isn't yeah, he's worth still, anything to the he's Lakers still
4: better than <laughs> most players in and, the okay NBA, fine though.
3: but he still isn't what he once okay. was if you just judged it on that that's a horrible evaluation I'll admit Dalvin Cook isn't what he once was at his peak his best year was 2020 over 1,500 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns. He had 54 catches. He had a great year. It was a couple of years ago. He's not there now, but let's not act like he's rushing for 450 yards. He rushed for almost 1,200 yards last year. The truth is that the Vikings didn't want to take a cap hit of just over $14 million for an NFL running back. That was the third largest number. That's what's going on here. Uh,
4: well, no, nah, they didn't want to take a $14 million cap hit for one of the guys who's not one of the top running backs in the, you know, three or four running backs in the league.
3: Far cry that, not being one of the top four running backs to he's cooked. He's not what yeah, he yeah, once was. Yeah. That so, reaction makes no sense.
4: Okay. here Here's, here's the truth, though. And th- this is something that, We have to pay attention to that running backs in particular. What's what's the age that used to be the standard for an old running back? It used to be 30. Yeah, but the numbers actually looking more like 27 right now. Yeah, right. So and Dalvin Cook is 27 years old, but he still did average 4.4 yards carry last year, which is not horrendous. I mean, Saquon Barkley was at 4.4.
3: Derrick Henry.
4: Same thing. Uh, uh, Yes. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Both of those guys, both at 4.4 now, but the, the future still feels fine. Like cool in the short term for Derrick Henry and for Saquon Barkley. The issue though is, is that you have Dalvin cook who said he doesn't want a contract in the four or $5 million range that he's looking for a significant deal. Mm the nobody's going to pay him a significant deal the, i think the most he'll get is a 3 year deal which is going to be essentially a 2 year deal maybe 7-8 million dollars that's going to be the ceiling if if m- that may be the ceiling the ceiling may be 6 million hmm. the the a problem is is that running running backs are now treated like white t-shirts or or white Air Force ones that they are now disp- that, that they are closed from Forever 21. And I'm not saying that that's how they should be treated, but they are yeah. treated like disposable clothing.
3: Well, I think, yes, in terms of their market, in terms of the money that they command. Yeah, I agree with that. But in and terms means, of workload, so you know what's
4: going to happen now, right? It's going to happen to it's happened to Saquon Barkley. It has happened to um, uh, Josh Josh Jacobs. It's even going to happen to B. John Robinson, most likely, unless he has a killer year in his contract year. What's going to happen is you are going to have, like there are certain backs who are special and elite. Right. Like you, like we saw Saquon, you saw B. John Robinson. You knew, like there are certain guys that you know are going to come in the NFL and going to be immediately be an impact player at that position. The problem though is, is that now you have to figure out how to compensate those guys. So you get them for five years Because you get them for four, you pick up their fifth year, guarantee you franchise tag them, and you know what's going to happen to Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley after this year? They will be on a different team, Mm. will They will be free agents after this season, and then they will go draft another one. That's what I mean by disposable clothing.
3: Hey, man, I get you on that. Yeah, like that part of it. Because there are a couple of different things going on at the same time. That part of it is true. There's no arguing the market for running backs is just a rapidly declining stock. Yeah. You know
4: what I yeah, mean? because like, they're like, we'll just draft another one. It's, it's yeah. the
3: easiest position to plug and play. Absolutely it is. But I still circle back to Dalvin Cook, even though he's not going to make $10 million a year or anything like that because of everything that we just talked about. That's not what the market dictates. Yes, but in terms of the workload and in terms of making a difference, I still think he can make a difference. Yes, Depending on dude, where he, lands. I would he goes to Miami, him, he can make a I difference. I would rather in Miami. have,
4: because Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, eight, 81 yard rush this year, He still got some gas. So I would take Dalvin Cook over, I would actually take Dalvin Cook over Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. I would take him over uh, Aaron Jones, Ramondre Stevenson. I would take him over Najee Harris with production that he's been so far. Mm-hmm. I would take him over uh, Alvin Kamara, Raheem Mostert. Ooh. I mean, he's a top. He's still a top. I would give him ten, ten. Yeah, he's I would at say, least in the top ten.
3: Yeah, Yeah, he's a top ten running back still. Like, so, how could how could anyone say a top ten running back is cooked? That's just silly. Like you can't just look at Dalvin Cook now compared to Dalvin Cook at his peak. Yeah, but how many years would you give him on a
4: contract? I mean, like, uh, I think like you're how right. More right, he's inching closer and trust. closer to thirty. Yeah, yeah. I think how, it's many, two. how many? How many years? It's two years. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly. I feel the same way about him, Austin Eckler. That we're a, ranging in a territory where there's a little bit like there's still meat on the bone. Yeah, but but we can't. Like, get you to, like, we can't let you have a year making that much money. And, and, and I'm just talking about from the uh, team per perspective, because from the player perspective, get all the bread that you can get. I'm just talking about from the from the team perspective, they're saying we, we don't want to be in a situation like the Cowboys were in with Ezekiel Elliott last year where he's making so much money. And that's why Ezekiel Elliott is not on the team. is because him, Dalvin Cook, and guys like that who were very – especially Zeke, who was an extremely high draft pick, they are going to – they're not used to making normal player money. They are used to making – Right, right. You know, and your backup running back, he plays special teams. Yeah. So well, imagine oh uh, Ezekiel Elliott
3: asking Ezekiel Elliott yeah. to cover a punt. I know it's a, it's a different sport, but it reminds me a bit of when Carmelo Anthony was in Oklahoma City and he was like, hey, Paul Pierce, they're just talking about me coming off the bench, right? And it's like, well, that's the best role for you right now, Melo." But to your point, that's not what they're used to. If you bring it back to football, Dalvin Cook – he was going into the fourth year of a five year, $63 million deal. He signed that in 2020. So when he's hearing these figures of like three and four million, he's like, what? What? Speaking of my good here, I'm not used to that at all. It's a good point by you. Same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. DeHop was going to make around what? 19 million this past season? Yeah. So when he's getting these offers and he's like, how much, <laughs> right? Like it's sobering to think about it like that when you're used to more money and more years and all of that stuff.
4: Yeah. Oh, f- oh, for sure. He he, he for sure um, is like in that same situ- situation because there is a hard thing for – like if, if he were a seventh-round draft pick, fifth-round pick, third even a second round pick like they've been used to not making first round money not being treated like a first rounder probably had to go to special teams meetings so it's it's easier for them to make that adjustment but when you have somebody who's always been at the top of the food chain and now people are like Hey yo, I need you to come to the special teams meeting. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? They, I usually have to go to the team meeting. The team meeting starts at 8. So no, no, you no. no. Mean we're I gotta be are right yeah. so talking
3: 6:30. So you mean I got to be in
4: the 6:30 meeting? No. Yes, fam. Yeah. Yes, yeah. fam, you got to be in that early one. Oof. Wait, they, like they like the the star players who've always been at the top of the food chain and their team made the mistake of never having them go to special teams meetings and all that stuff. They made a Big mistake but it is so at like they don't even truly realize how much work the other players do and how tiring it is for them to to be playing on defense and then go covering kicks and all of that for the guys that have never had to do that they have no idea no
3: idea what that's like uh well we might have a couple of big names that Get a taste of that in the not too distant future. Dalvin Cook might be one of those guys, but I think he's got yeah, a lot, the, lot of gas the left in the tank right now. If the option is to do that and get paid 4 or $5 million or not play, hey, man. Well, <laughs> hey. We're bearing the lead, though. What bad take did you envision? You anticipated a horrible take from me. how little faith you got in me, Mr. Rice. Oh, Good dude, Lord. I thought
4: you were going to go with the like the Dalvin Cook should be either that either that he should be paid some exorbitant amount of money (laughs) or that or or that he's or that he's totally cooked and finished
3: oh no yeah no
4: no it was (laughs) i didn't i didn't i did not expect a reasonable and a measured
3: take out of you I, i don't know what to tell you george my goodness that's exactly what you should anticipate over here i'm anticipating nothing but information delivered with style from one Monsi Bolaños, who was with us today. Monsi, what's going
5: Guys, on? Guys, how is it going? Happy Sunday.
3: Happy Sunday to you two. Everything is great.
5: Hey, Monsi. What? That was, that was a delayed hey, Monsi. Hi, Georgie. Hey,
4: hey, I just I just want to let everybody know that we may have one of the greatest group chats in the history of group chats. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> right.
5: Yes, no, it's pretty good. I have a good time. I laugh. I laugh a lot. Even though Brian hardly responds, I assume he's responding in spirit. I, you
3: know what? I'm a, a measured responder is what I'm, <laughs> I'm measured with my Only responses. when you
5: have something good to say. You got to. Yeah. yeah. You know,
3: yeah. Yeah. If I, have, I'm not going to give you a dud message, you know?
5: Right. 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 No, I get it. I get it. Yes. No, our group message definitely makes me laugh out loud a lot. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Even though I don't have a special sound when you guys text me, when you sent us that sound, Brian, yeah. of, for, for the group message, I was going to respond. Well, I haven't had sound on my phone in 20 years. So, really? I, yeah, every, it's always been on silent. <laughs> it's just been on silent. That's it. For just, 20 years, that's how you do it? Yeah. Ever since I've had a phone, I was like, I, I get annoyed. I'm like, stop it. I hate, I hate noises from way, my phone.
3: By the way, this is the tone I use for our Sunday group chat. Velveeta cheese. <laughs> that, that's George. George saying, Velveeta cheese.
5: <laughs> Velveeta cheese. I'm a huge
3: fan of Velveeta cheese on my homemade tacos. Oh, you know, my, Monty. (laughs) Has
4: he ever told you about these?
5: No. He only tells me about Cheez-Its. Let's
4: let's let you do your work. Okay. All right. And then we'll tell you about this, about what he needs to be thrown in jail for.
5: Okay. I can't wait to hear (laughs) Yes. Let's do that. Guys, we've got three baseball games currently going on, even though it's been a day of baseball. The Padres and the Rockies are tied at three apiece, top of the ninth inning. They are playing in Colorado. The Giants, thank goodness for Jock Peterson. He's hit two two-run two homers. Those are the four runs that San Francisco has on the board, and they're currently beating the Cubs 4-2, to two, bottom of the fourth inning. The Angels started off hot with a Taylor Ward lead-off home run, and they've kind of been cruising. They are beating the Mariners 7-3, bottom of the fifth inning. Earlier today, the Rays, they win another one. They took down the Rangers 7-3. Wander Franco hit a three-run homer in the bottom of the fourth inning, and it kind of just kept going. The Rays have won eight out of their last nine and are 48 and 20 for the season. The Dodgers lost to the Phillies. It's so annoying. Freddie Freeman did have a solo home run in the victory. The Dodgers are 17 and 19 on the road. Now, remember last time we were talking about Wander Franco, how he fielded that ball. He threw it up in the air. and We were all like, yeah, good job. All right. So this is me telling you not to do this, guys, if you're losing. Dodgers pitcher Bruce Dark Gratterall. We're like losing by five runs. He's pitching, he fields a ball, he kissed it and then threw it to first base. No, 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 no. If you're losing, you can't do that, guys. Facts, Monty. Right? facts. Facts. No cap. What are you doing? We're losing. Stop it stop it how about i mean
4: if 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 you're down like a run or two right and it's like the first or second inning
3: okay what was it when wander did it they were up like eight one or something crazy when he
5: did right no no this was the eighth inning and we're like down by five absolutely do not do that guys this is not a typo the a's have won five in a row man they just beat the brewers 8-6. 8 to 6. So, they are on a roll. We didn't have any basketball today. We didn't have any hockey, but we did have the French Open. You guys were talking about Novak Djokovic. He won his third French Open title today beating Casper Ruud in three sets for a record 23rd Grand Slam men's title. He is now tied with Serena Williams, but he does pass Rafael Nadal officially. A little NBA news. The Boston Celtics are finalizing a deal to hire Charles Lee as their lead assistant coach. Boston was just waiting because he had interviewed to be the head coach of the Pistons and the Raptors. So they were just waiting for him to not get that job and to finalize this deal. So I guess it was uh, worth the wait for Boston. The Athletic reports that Bobby Jackson, a 12-year NBA veteran and former Six Man of the Year, is joining the Philadelphia 76ers coaching staff. Wow. Back to you guys.
3: Shout out oh, University of Minnesota, so, Bobby Jackson.
5: Right oh, there. yeah. So,
3: Monty. Yeah. I
4: Tell told- me about this Velveeta
5: cheese. Yeah.
4: So, so this man. <laughs> makes tacos right with with standard issue taco shells like the uh, fake me outs right okay and then puts cubed
3: <laughs> <rectangular>. <laughs>
4: absolutely
5: not stop rectangular
3: already. they're in rectangles
5: Absolute. what are you doing <laughs> are you crazy
3: no,
4: not crazy Why at you all. Why hate we eating were delicious together, tacos? When we were working together, no. one time in L.A., I brought him some, like some some street tacos from this super good good uh, place. He was like, "Yeah, those are good. I I don't like them better than the Velvet." Oh, I my Masi, Imagine if you showed up no. with your family with those.
5: No, no. I, what no. would
4: they do to
3: you?
5: They they would laugh at me, and hey. they would call me a gringa.
3: Hey, sometimes you take the laughs in stride, and you keep doing you, Monty. You yeah,
5: know? I mean, I just, no, no. I also don't no, no. I'm not like Velveeta cheese is that nacho cheese, right?
3: Oh, it's so no, good. no, no. You need it's like so some good. shredded
5: cheese. Come on, no, man. Shredded
3: cheese is so overrated.
4: No, Melvita's you're where overrated. Where's that, Monty? We it's it's been it's been years. He
3: he he eats like a toddler. It, it, now it, I am. I'm pretty much on an island with the Velveeta cheese thing, but there is one proud man who was on the island with me, and he's a former duck, George Reister. So this is Akili Smith. Remember top five, former yeah. draft pick, went yeah, to the yeah, Bengals?
4: Yeah, I see, I see Akili regularly, our, I, and our kids
3: play against each other the second game of the season this year. Okay, there you, this is when I was doing local radio in Portland akili would come on a lot he was an awesome awesome guy great guest but listen to what he had to say about Velveeta cheese do you get down with Velveeta cheese at all akili? It's the best cheese in the world <laughs> our friendship Velveeta. has hit another level right here are you kidding you're being you're screwing with me here you really believe this
1: oh yeah that cheese is so good you put it in the microwave and when it melts yeah it's perfect
3: say See, it's not just me. I'm not crazy. Akili wow. Smith, no, you, Team Velveeta, crazy. right there. That's what I love to. Wow. hear.
4: That now, is just first beautiful. First thing is, Akili <laughs> a, a, a knows nothing either. If, <laughs> if, if, if that is, I mean, the, the 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 fact that you actually promote that
3: is, I can It is mind-bending, though. Oh, shredded cheese has nothing, nothing (laughs) on Velveeta. Zero. Can't
4: even. Hey, hey, hey! If if you realize one day you're gonna show up at the pearly gates and you're gonna wonder why you didn't get in, (laughs) oh man, (laughs) this is why.
3: This is. <laughs> that is dark man that is dark right there george i'll keep that in mind if that indeed is the way it goes down all right we've got according to Monty yep. right around the corner we've got strong opinions i don't know if a take on velveta cheese is i'm changing everything the,
5: just to velveta change cheese. the
3: format real fast we'll <laughs> find out what Monty is heated or very passionate about in the sports world right around the corner i'm brian no he's george reister keep it locked right here on fox sports radio Behold the power of cheese.
2: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: I'm Brian No. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. No time to waste. Let's dive on in.
5: Crazy. <laughs>
3: And now, it's time for...
5: Absolutely that's <laughs> It's not going to be
3: pretty. According to Monsey. I love it. I love it. Uh, yes, according to Monsi, Lionel Messi coming to play soccer in the U.S. is...
5: Huge. I mean, it is huge. As we all know, soccer isn't as big in the U.S. as it is literally everywhere else in the world. But Messi is considered the GOAT, the greatest in soccer. And it's not even a major discussion like it is in basketball. You might get like a few people that mention Pele, Cristiano Ronaldo, Maradona. But it's not really a debate, especially when he secured the World Cup win. Here in the U.S., Messi has been like, like this mythical creature. You know what I mean? Like, we all know who Messi Messi is. Everyone's heard of Messi, but it's been something that we have admired from afar, but not anymore. You're actually going to be able to see him in action without having to leave the country, which is huge, not just for soccer, but for MLS, for people in the U.S. This is really going to change the way soccer is viewed here in the U.S. It's bigger than Beckham when he did it, when he did it with the Galaxy. This is going to be so, so big. I'm so excited. Like, he's actually here. He's not... Far away, you know, like it's crazy. Messi's coming to the US. Yeah.
3: According to
4: Monty. According to Monty. Gary Sanchez, the catcher, yes. <laughs> is proof that sometimes a change of scenery is all you need.
5: Oh, yes. I mean, literally he was thrown away by the Yankees, thrown away by the Mets, by the Twins, by the Giants. <laughs> but, you know, one team's maybe, trash. It it may, but no, maybe it was him. Maybe it was him at about, first. Maybe. Okay, maybe at first. Maybe his surroundings. Maybe whatever it was. But, you know, four teams' trash is another, tree, another team's treasure. When the Padres signed Gary Sanchez, it was May 30th. Come Coming into today, because they are playing right now, or it just ended, but they're coming into today. He had played 11 games. He has 11 hits, including five home runs to go along with 12 RBIs. He has brought new life to the Padres catcher position that was in dire need of some upgrades. How many
4: errors does he have, though? He
5: actually, no, seriously, he's not only doing super well hitting, but even defense. He is now, he's now their starting catcher. He has bumped Austin Nola out of being the starting catcher, who, by the way, was batting 135 and had one home run for the season. They literally were saying that he is better at stopping the balls. He wasn't that great when he was with the Yankees. He has kind of changed his way and they're giving him credit not just offensively, but defensively and the Padres needed that because the catchers before he arrived were last in baseball ops, slugging percentage and batting average. He's wait, 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 wait a that. minute.
3: I thought stopping the balls was the next story.
5: <laughs> we'll get hey, there. We'll on. get there. First of all, sit.
3: Who
4: cares about the Padres anyway?
5: First of all, this is not about the Padres. This is about sometimes you just need a change of scenery. Oh, okay. Okay. okay? That's what this is about. Pay attention, Velveeta cheese. Anyways, he's just like revitalizing not just his game, but he's helping the Padres. That's awesome. Not really. Shout out Big Gear. Yeah.
3: According to Monse.
0: All right. According to Monse. Zion Williamson should be thanking Mariah Mills.
5: I mean, who knew Williamson had this type of dog in him? I mean, he's not playing the field, but he's playing the field. You know what I'm saying? This girl thought that she was going to do some major damage to Zion, maybe ruin his reputation. Honestly, all she's done is make a fool out of herself. She's still talking on Twitter. This doesn't make me look at Zion in a negative way. This doesn't make me think he is no longer capable of playing basketball. It just tells me he's living his best life with a few ladies and honestly, that's it. This girl has lost her mind. She's not really doing anything to destroy Zion. In fact, what, didn't, what did we learn from Donald Sterling? His mistress V could have had everything she wanted if she just would have been quiet and taken yep. all the gifts. You could have been this mistress. This could have been you. You still could have gotten all the lavish things he was giving you if you would have just sat down privately and kept this, you know, uh, between the two of you. Instead, you tried to expose him and all we know is He's a a bit of a freak.
4: That's it. Yeah, yeah, but Zion is prey now, though. He's prey.
5: Well, yeah. No, now he's going to have to figure things out. But I'm saying, like, this girl is not doing the damage that she thinks she is. Facts. At all. Like, at all.
3: Very well done again, Monty Bolaños. Bringing the facts, bringing the style, the opinions. Hey, coming up next, we'll get to that, George. And also, which athletes have benefited the most from having great style?
2: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Oh, which athletes have benefited from having great style? That is on the way. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, George, so we began the show. My angle, I think you have a little bit of a different angle, which is fine, but I'm looking at Novak Djokovic, who won his 23rd major, wins his 23rd Grand Slam title, won the French Open on Sunday. And so he stands alone, most in men's tennis history. Yep. You've got Nikola Jokic on the cusp of winning his first NBA championship. The Nuggets have a 3-1 lead on the Miami Heat. Nuggets might close it out tomorrow night. And if you look at those two guys, the Joker and Djokovic, I think that they, they get their props, but it's limited, right? Okay. And I think a lot of that has to do with They don't have outstanding charisma. They don't have outstanding style. Uh, There are others that are more stylish in their respective sports. And if style is mixed with production, mixed with greatness, I think the recognition is even greater. So it's not a knock on those guys. But that's where I come from, where if Djokovic, if he had the style of Nadal, I think this would be a much bigger deal with him being the all time guy. But he's not there. And so it's not as big so, of a of a talking point.
4: So I got to thinking about this, right? After after we were talking about this earlier. And I I, I kind of felt like that you were out of out of pocket for comparing Jokic and Djokovic. How? Because Jokic is clearly a good player, He's two-time MVP, getting ready to be a, a, a single-time champion, mm-hmm. to uh, the guy who might be the GOAT
3: in, in uh, tennis. But that's not the comparison. It's not who you're comparing, it's how. I'm yes. not comparing them in terms of like what they've achieved cuz that would be to your point different that's not the comparison yeah, but, uh, the at all. and and, and the,
4: so the the point is that if Jokic were to have this the same sustained success that Jokovic has that LeBron has or mm-hmm. any of the other greats that have been you know at at top 5 player level or 1 to 3 level for 10 plus years then he probably would be getting the love and adoration that that he deserves. I so hear you on that. That's the hill that I'm on. I, I definitely is, is, hear is you that, on that. Is that style of play, notwithstanding, and everything else? I think he would be getting it if that were the case.
3: I, I still differ. I'm with you, and yet I'm not. <laughs> Where if he's <laughs> – listen, if he's winning I'm, a I'm bunch of championships – You are 100% right, <laughs> but, but you're wrong. I, I'm, I'm I'm 50% <laughs> with you and 50% not. I'm with you in terms of if Djokovic – Djokovic, I'm getting him confused. If, if – Jokic. Uh, Jokic. If the Joker – if he keeps stacking titles, right – his recognition is going to grow and grow. There's no doubt about that. But I still say it's capped because look at Tim Duncan tim duncan won five rings yeah you know, but, as well as i do if tim duncan is doing it with style and flair and that's just not him he, he's yeah, but not I that think, guy
4: with a bunch of charisma he's the big fundamental yeah, but he wouldn't do the commercials or anything else if Jokic starts being in commercials forget about it bro he will he, he he's for sure going to get asked to be in commercials after this this year and if he doesn't mike trout this thing yeah. if he actually embraces it oh boy
3: oh boy i I don't think he chance. will listen I'm with you if he did I think that his profile would grow and grow he just doesn't care about that the guy goes out he does his job he's an absolute baller and then he just wants to kick it with his family and put out like horse videos or like what he's not trying to be an icon he's not trying to be a brand he's just trying to hoop and live his uh, life he's not uh, worried about all that he, stuff
4: if, listen if the check is big enough I guarantee you that he'll be a part of it because you have Kawhi Leonard who didn't want to be any, any part part of that, but uh, any, anybody who will put Kawhi Leonard in a commercial, if
3: the, if the check right, he run in, he run into it. Okay, now think about it from this standpoint, George. If we look at athletes that had great style – You're watching them, and they were like a a human highlight reel, like Dominique Wilkins, right? They did some things where you said, wow. And because of that wow factor, we might have overstated how great they were in their respective sport. I've got a couple on my list. Anybody stylistically that got a ton of attention that when you look at their numbers, you're like, wow, the numbers don't really stack up with the attention they got.
4: Now, see, I look at this from a different perspective, mm-hmm. which is because I collect cards. Okay, yeah. And the the Jokic cards at this point feel like that they are going to have sustained, you know, like a, a, a sustained shelf life. Oh, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Whereas other players, like, for instance, like a Paul George, mm-hmm. not going to – it like, it still has shelf life, but it's not going to maintain that shelf life in, in, in like, post-career, like I think a Jokic may. And I don't know what it is about him. See, because I actually think that we're just on the cusp of, of Jokic mania. If they can get back to the finals next year – Lord have mercy.
3: I don't think there will ever be a day. And sadly, I'm not rooting for this. I just think this is the way it is. I don't think there's ever going to be Jokic mania. Just because the guy is, he's a lunch pail guy. He's more like Tim Duncan. I think that style, that charisma, it matters a lot for more and more and more people to come flocking to you and to sing your praises. It does matter. Yeah, but there's also a difference when more people are sticking their microphone
4: in your face too. And it, it it's hard because LeBron takes up so much oxygen in the room, right? He takes up so much oxygen in, in the room, even though that they're not even in the playoffs anymore. He's still taking up oxygen.
3: I'll give you a couple of athletes who we oohed and ahed about, and I'm not against that. But when you look at their numbers, their numbers don't stack up to how much we focused on them because great style. Best example, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was an unbelievable athlete. I'm not saying he wasn't. And he did some things in football and in baseball that you said, oh my gosh. But then when you look back, he never had a 1,000-yard season. Four years in the NFL, then he had the hip injury with the Raiders. He rushed for 16 touchdowns. But you have a couple of great moments where he's running over Bosworth and he's Got 90-plus-yard touchdown runs, and he's running out of you know Seattle Stadium. He had some great moments. But when you stop and you look at the career, baseball-wise, he's a career 250 hitter. He had one season with over 30 home runs and over 100 RBIs. That's it. One. That's all. And, and yet we now, talk about Bo, outstanding athlete. But the production, it doesn't come close. But the style and the way he did it, it's unforgettable.
4: So, now... I am very surprised that you had that to say about Bo Jackson. Boy oh boy. It's true. Now, now here's the truth about Bo Jackson. And I've said this and people have been upset about it. Now, I, obviously Bo Jackson's career was derailed due to injury and all that, right? Yep, yeah. But the problem is this is that the is that the best thing that happened to the legend of Bo Jackson was what happened to Bo Jackson because there was like for him to live up to how he's revered and talked about now mm-hmm. it's it's incredible I mean think about it we don't talk about Emmett Smith the way we hey. talk about Bo Jackson you're right We don't talk about Walter Payton or Jim Brown or any of those dudes with the same reverence and like awe of like a of a god like, you know, uh, mythical player that Bo Jackson is Mm -hmm. like that. That's the the legend of Bo Jackson. Was obviously better than the career that Bo Jackson had due to injuries but for him to actually live up to what the to what that is I mean he would have literally had to be the greatest most charismatic player of all time like I mean I mean yeah. it would it would have to be like Jerry Rice level yeah the 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 statistical accomplishments he would have had to rush for two thousand yards more than one time he would like like the the types of things that he would have had to do aren't really
3: attainable yeah it is pretty crazy because we never saw him get old we never saw him decline right we just saw these unbelievable moments and then he was gone but it was like the legacy lived on but i'm just telling you style matters a ton it matters Probably too much, more than it should. But the way Bo did it, he he did it with great style. I still remember him breaking a bat over his helmet in baseball. I remember him making a catch in the outfield and then running up the fence. I've never seen that before. But the style matters, it sticks with you. Some other athletes, great, great style. And we ood and odd a lot more. And you look back and you're like, eh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's on the list. I love him, George, as a boxer. But you start looking at the resume, and it was like, okay, beating a bunch of dudes that are all right. You know, was beating Trevor Burbick and all right, Frank Bruno, and, and then when he got to the big boys, Evander Holyfield whooped him, Lennox Lewis whooped him. I whoa, mean, he doesn't whoa, have whoa, a whole. He doesn't whoa, have a who's whoa, who of. Whoa. He beat whoa. this dude and that dude. Timeout. Timeout.
4: Now, now you have gone way too far. I'm telling that, you the
3: style, the black no. trunks, the menacing look—he had it all. He's beating up tomato cans mostly. What? Yes, you have
4: lost your ever-loving mind. Who is his have best win her? against? Are you kidding? First, first and foremost, when when he won the title against Spinks. Spinks was a very good fighter. First, and, first and foremost, like, like you just need to just stop and, and and just understand what the hell was going on. Youngest champion of all time. Mm-hmm. I want to eat Youngest your champion. And and when he's st- and when and everybody who was in front of him, Razor Razor Ruddock. Mm-hmm. Big time fighter at the time, mm. you and I know he fought an old Larry Holmes, but then he went, he won Fr- Frank Bruno, legitimate opponent, Buster Douglas, obviously Lost. B- yes, and <laughs> right. and and then forty he came to back. 1. 40 to one, and Buster Douglas knocks out Mike Tyson. But you also have to understand. That the, is the type of things that have got, that went on in his life, and the and the other thing is too is that just because somebody has losses in boxing does not make it anything other than then they than they fought tough opponents at times. Look at look at the greatest boxers that we consider of all time, M- M- Muhammad Ali. He's got losses yes. and some ugly ones. The because end. there are Most some way.
3: unique things that go along with it yeah as well hey so i get not that just, i'm not going to penalize mike for losing to kevin mcbride at the very very end even though it is embarrassing but yes. that's that's when he's almost 39 years old you know Correct. he's at the very very end i'm not going to hold that against him my point is this if mike tyson didn't have the incredible style that he had you're not going to have half the people rushing to his defense to say, oh, no, 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 Mike was this and Mike was that. If he's just boring, no charisma, no real style, and you just look at his resume, you're looking at it completely differently if he doesn't have the style that he did have.
4: You're definitely not,
3: dude. I mean, look
4: look at Oscar De La Hoya. He lost pretty much every big fight that he ever had. I mean in, in in terms of against other name brand huge name you know hall of fame fighters like there there's a man in the arena element to it and when you look at anybody that might that got put in front of Mike Tyson got put down As, aside from Buster Douglas but obviously there was crazy personal stuff going on with him the man went to jail came out like it, it has had drug addictions, family. I mean, and then when you go see his personal show, the the fact that this dude is even alive and a functional human being now is is absolutely incredible.
3: Yeah, but and, you're taking it in a much different direction. I'm just talking about his boxing career
4: you because know? he was the most feared man on the planet. Nobody wanted to fight him.
3: He was feared because he's the male Ronda Rousey. That's oh, he stop. He's oh, beating up stop. You are. And and then no, 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 no. Ronda, fighters. Ronda
4: Rousey was, obviously, she was knocking people out. But even when then, when crazy people were like, she could beat Floyd. I was like, bro, that what was are you insane. talking about? That, that and, was insane. Because, because she was at the beginning of a sport. Like, she was on the forefront of women's MMA. If she had to go fight... You know, the equivalent of of Amanda Nunez now, bro,
3: she would get... Oh, or destroyed. Uh, d- yeah, uh, yes. no doubt. Pause she got destroyed by on. Holly Holm. She'd get killed by Nunez. Yeah. Destroyed, yes. I'm just telling you style matters a lot. If you're an athlete that has great, great style, we will put you on a higher pedestal. That's the way it works. And if you're a, a great athlete and you lack style... That pedestal is not going to be as high in the eyes of a lot of people. I would agree with that. That's the way it goes. All right, coming up next, this is one of the worst excuses you will ever hear. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Brian No.
3: He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. So, George, there is a member of John Morant's camp that says uh, that gun in the second gun video on social media. It's a toy gun. Not a real gun. Um, Ja was suspended for eight games the first time. There was a a social media video involving him with a gun. And so the second gun video, it uh, surfaced. Now he's facing a significant suspension. Now somebody from the camp just recently came out and said, "Uh, it's a toy gun. Toy gun. Uh, Makes no sense to me because there's no reason to apologize for something that you didn't do wrong you know what i mean like Ja immediately came out and apologized and said my bad i yada 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 you wouldn't be apologizing if that was a toy gun this is the worst excuse i've ever heard
4: oh first thing is even if it i actually think that if it were a toy gun that makes it worse Mm. that that when i first heard that i was like oh so you think that makes it better You think that, that, Oh, Oh, it was a toy gun that, that, no, now it makes us believe that you're a willful idiot. Now Mm. that, that instead of just being young and immature, you made some mistakes that you're going down the wrong path. Now we, and, and that, and where we can separate the person from what they did now, we're like, I don't know if this dude's that smart. Yeah. Now, now he's intentionally being like that he's mocking the process now. That that his answer was, oh, yeah, I'm going to put this toy gun up. So fir- first thing is I don't believe it was a toy gun. I don't Second know. thing is if it was a toy gun, mm-hmm. now, now I got a whole nother set of problems because that means that you understand the temperature in the room and you're like, Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't care. But do what I want anyway. I am going to thumb my nose up at what's happening, and I don't. I'm not taking it nearly as serious as I need to. Right. So either I actually think the toy gun would be more concerning than an actual
2: gun.
3: Wow, that's interesting. It's interesting where you're going with that. I think that first off, this is not like the old MTV show Punked. You know what I mean? Where Ashton Kutcher just shows up and it's like, oh, it was a toy gun. Ah, no suspension. Like, that's not the way it's going to go down at all, if that even were the case. I don't believe for a second it is. But the that's a, it's an intriguing thought by you, Mr. Reister, is which is worse? I would still say the real gun is worse because you're making the same mistake twice. And listen, we've seen all the the shooting tragedies and you just can't make that mistake. You got to be smarter than that. So I think the real gun is a worse mistake. But to your point, if that was actually a fake gun, like what is the thought process exactly where you're just kind of trying to walk up to the line without without walking over it even though you're doing a uh, what do they call it the broad jump at the NFL combine over the line like it makes no sense either way. Bro, He
4: now, at some point in time, at some point in time, somebody's got to be the adult in the room. And and if that were a toy gun, that means that the, that the
3: decisions are so poor. Well, and, and that's the thing too, George, is both you and I, we don't think it was a toy gun. No. But this just shows you, Who's in his inner circle shouldn't be in the inner circle. Who says Correct. I got it? I got it. It was a toy gun, and they're like, <laughs> "Boom! Run with that!" Yes. Yeah. What kind of inner circle yeah, that'll is be that? The, that'll
4: be the answer. Toy gun. <laughs> yeah. So so now they can't get you for having a real gun because it's a toy oh, gun. As, of, as as opposed to being like, uh, oh oh, so you wanted me to think that you broke the law <laughs> you want me right. to think that you broke our house rules oh no 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 dude that's like if if my kid if if he broke curfew right mm-hmm. and then and then he gets in trouble for breaking curfew he's like dad i'm never gonna do it again blah 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 blah, blah. and then he gets caught breaking curfew again And then it's like, no, no, dad, I wasn't. Look, look, there is a, a, uh, a toy. It was, it was really me in the bed. I just put the toy dummy there Mm. and you're like, I don't care. So, so you wanted me to think that like, like, and it wasn't a joke. You wanted me to think this and you're caught on tape out too. Nah, nah, player we got it we you still got consequences and repercussions for this because uh because we not doing this
3: yeah this was adam silver nba commissioner he was a guest on the dan patrick show this is what he had to say if it even was a toy gun? Would that matter in terms of the league's eyes in the upcoming suspension?
6: I'm aware, of course, of these reports on social media about, you know, whether the gun was in fact a gun. Uh, and so we haven't completely wrapped it up. Does that be, matter, be
3: Commissioner, if that's a toy gun?
6: You know, it's, it's interesting. It, it's the very issue is for Ja, certainly in the first incident was treating a gun as a toy. I mean, that's what we're talking about. And that's what I think the danger is to society, taking a gun, live streaming it, uh, you know, without getting into gun issues in terms of the propriety of owning guns and the use of guns. I think everyone agrees that gun safety is critically important and that guns aren't toys. So it's it's something that I'm thinking a lot about because, again, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the investigation, but in fact, if you are live streaming Something that to the world looks exactly like a gun, and and in a frankly reckless manner, should it matter whether or not it's a real gun?
3: He's still going to get suspended for a long time. Oh, either way, that's the bottom line. And this, the latest curveball here with someone from his team saying, "Oh, toy gun." I wonder if John Morant's ever going to figure it out and ever going to get back on track.
4: He's he's still young. He's twenty three. Yeah, like so. So there's still plenty of time. However, that that does not mean that you are immune from consequences of bad decisions. Yeah.
3: I hope he figures it out. Like, that dude is incredibly talented. I'd hate for him to flush a promising career down the toilet for what (laughs) exactly, you know? So I hope he does figure it out. But it's a story like this where these are the dudes that are in his ear. Like somebody in his inner circle said, "I know what we'll do. We'll run with it." Was a toy gun, <laughs> like that makes me question: Are you being advised by the coldest beers in the fridge? Exactly, you know what I mean. Like these don't sound like the uh, the sharpest knives in the in the uh, in the cabinet over there. Like, no,
4: that's homeboy drawer. Logic. That's yeah. homeboy logic. That's, that's, not not, good, that's not. That's not. That's not. What we uh, need. This is a business. Yeah, that's man. not even friend like. That's not friend logic, because what an actual friend tells John ja Moran is, bro, like we can't be doing this, bro. Like right. you, you are about to ruin the whole entire party. I, I, I had a friend, TK, who rest, rest in peace, and our thing was, and he should always, well, I mean, granted, I had a good self regulator, but there were a couple times he was like, nah, nah, George let me drive home and granted we were we were young dumb this is before uber bad bad mistakes at times and he'd be like let let me drive home Mm -hmm. and and, and i was like nah bro i'll drive he was like no dude because if you get in trouble the party's over Mm -hmm. and and, but but if i get in trouble
3: just bail me out (laughs) <laughs> the lights aren't on if you go to jail, George. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, is this, who was your friend? Was it TK, you said? Yes, TK. Was it TK who also said, no, 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 George, give me the Velveeta cheese. You don't eat the Velveeta cheese. Is that what happened also? Yes, he absolutely
4: would have said that. He would yeah. have thrown those tacos out of the window like he
3: yeah. like they deserve to be. Hey, man, you need those people that keep you on the right Right path right there, no doubt. Keeping us on the right path one Monsi Balanos information galore delivered with only the style she has. Monsi, what's going on
6: here?
5: Guys, I don't know who's stupider. Is that a word stupider? John Morant's people, Mariah Mills, or Connor McGregor. I don't I don't know who's stupider, guys. Uh Connor McGregor, you know, punched. Unfortunately, the Heat's mascot, Bernie, in game four, this was supposed to be- Bernie's (laughs) soft. That's what's going on here. Bernie is soft. No, 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 no. Conor McGregor, why would you punch anything with force? You, I don't get it. This was supposed to be some, score, some sort of skit to promote, like, some sort of pain relief spray. Mm-hmm. And this happened during game four. Poor Bernie had to go to the local hospital. He was treated for injuries. But the Athletic is reporting that he's good if there's a game six. He'll be there, ready to cheer on the Miami Heat if there is a game six.
3: I think old Bernie's going to be in an empty arena yeah. for game six. <laughs>
5: Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think so too. But at least he's he's okay. That's the point of this. But seriously, even this was a skit. So why would Conor McGregor put any sort of oomph into this punch? Why I, he really I, didn't?
4: I, I, I think he hit his head. Probably. Yeah.
5: Well, duh. Obviously, the head isn't where the head of the mascot is. This person's probably shorter.
4: No, 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 no. no. I'm saying that he probably hit his head on the ground. Right. Ah. like, Bernie did this to yeah. Bernie. Yep.
5: Bernie did. No, yep. I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna blame Conor oh, McGregor.
4: Of Bernie, dude. I mean, because if if you saw, they were they he was laying down on the ground, uh-huh. and then they basically dragged him off, and it reminded me of Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> the
3: most
4: un- like in hindsight, is there a movie premise that's more unbelievable than that?
5: Uh no, probably not. Never seen it. Never seen it.
4: Sorry. Okay, so Weekend at Bernie's is about. <sighs> two kids who uh, who carry around a dead body all weekend and <laughs> pretend like he's alive. Right. <laughs> I mean, they go to the beach. They right. go, yeah. Parties, they go everywhere.
5: Super ridiculous, but it's yeah. so funny.
3: I'll have to check it, it is out.
4: Is.
5: You do. You do. It's super, super funny, but yes, they did. He When he goes on the ground, McGregor hits him again. Yeah, barely.
3: He doesn't even really hit
5: him. Bernie is so soft. Me not, me not, me not.
3: I lost all respect for Bernie. This
4: dude I is so weak. I want
5: to see you put on a mascot outfit. When and
4: Connor McQuarrie punches on you. Okay. Okay. there is far. only one thing that will determine if this is soft or not. Mm-hmm. One thing. Which one? Is? Thing. If Bernie tries to get some money up out of Connor, then then yes, it is it is absolutely weak as hell. If 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 he if he tries to get if he sues Connor, oh yeah, or the or the team or the team, yes, yeah, he yeah. went
5: to the ER,
3: yeah, and they gave him pain medication. That's it. They didn't have any broken bones. here's some uh, here's some Advil here, Bernie, and toughen well, up. Well, you saw
4: what happened to um, to uh, Devonte Adams,
0: right? The dude With, said he, uh, he feared for
4: his life. Man, if you don't get the hell out of here. <laughs> I, I would have rather... I would have rather that that he just called my lawyer and was like, Hey, yo, you pushed me down. I need you to run me a check. I mean, like... <laughs> Better than I feared for my life. Like, come on, man, stop. I mean, Devontae down. Adams
5: is a big dude, but yes, no, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just kidding. I hear you. Three games going on right now in Major League Baseball, fellas. The Giants all over the Cubs. It's ten to three. Bottom of the seventh inning in San Francisco. Angels still holding on to their lead over the Mariners. Seven to four. Bottom of the seventh in L.A. I would be really annoyed if I was the Rockies right now. The Padres and the Rockies are playing in Colorado. It's the bottom of the ninth inning, the Rockies were down by one run. They managed to tie the game, and they've been on a rain delay since. So we're just waiting. But they tied the game, bottom of the ninth inning. I would be so annoyed. Obviously, all of your momentum is probably gone at this point. The Marlins got momentum in the ninth inning, though, today against the White Sox. They scored three runs, came out on top, six to five. Luis Araez, which is how you say it, guys, not Arise. Luis Araez went one for five today. So now Sorry, he's batting. Monty,
4: all of us don't, don't have a perfect... <laughs> no, I,
5: I just was telling the guy, so... Um, Rich and Steve Hartman had John Palmarosi on and Hartman was like how do you say this guy's name because I hear it differently every single time and a couple of days ago I was doing an update and I was like how do you say this guy's name I would say Arise that's how I would say it and I kept hearing everybody say Arise so I'm stupid and I was like I don't want to be stupid so I said Arise the first time I said his name in an update and then today John Palmarosi was like no it's Arise and I was like ah it is I knew it was but I didn't know I was like maybe it is." is Arise. Maybe that's how he pronounces it. So it wasn't just you. I also took the stupid road and called him a rise the first day. But he went one for five today. So he is now batting below 400. He is batting 397.
4: What oh, a What a bomb. What a bomb. <laughs> Right. Get him out of here. Get
5: him out of here. 397. I know, I know. But it was the Mets who lost earlier today to the Pirates. Andrew McCutcheon did record his 2000th career hit. New York has lost eight out of their last nine, but owner Steve Cohen did speak to the New York Post, and he said he's not going to blow up the team over their poor start to the season and insisted that manager Buck Showalter is not in danger of being fired. But oh, they lost today.
3: Dang. The good old voter mm. confidence. Mm.
5: Mm. Back to you guys.
3: Thank you, Monty, Brian, though, yeah. no, and George Reister with you here, right on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Now, this uh, mascot thing that Monty brings up, George. So, like you said, this was Game Four. There is a timeout in play, and so Conor McGregor, you know, Mister MMA UFC champion, it's uh, during a timeout. He's going to do a little skit with Bernie, the Miami Heat mascot. And so, Bernie's got his boxing gloves on. Conor McGregor gives him a little left hook. Bernie goes down. Then he gives him a little, take that with you, little ground and pound, one more shot, (laughs) quote-unquote shot. And then he sprays this new, it's like pain-relieving spray. I think it's called TIDL, T-I-D-L. It's this new spray that Conor McGregor is promoting. And so that's the bit. Like the public address announcer is in on it. He's like, oh, Bernie's wearing these fake boxing gloves. It's a bit. And so like Connor, because he's got this reputation as an MMA guy and a loose cannon, and it's like we think that he hit him with all his might. He barely taps him on the head. I think you're right, George. I think Bernie did this to Bernie. I think he got hurt falling, man. I think you're right. So he goes to the ER. They gave him pain medication and said, come on, dude. Are you serious right now? Now, this, <laughs> this has gone to another level. Heat head coach Eric Spolstra was asked about the mascot, Bernie. Listen to this exchange. First time I've ever asked a question like this. What does it say about your mascot that he could take a punch from Conor McGregor, bounce back,
0: and still be ready to go likely in the next home game?
5: That's the so. Miami Heat toughness that we're talking about. <laughs> They should have been allowed to, you know, take the first swing. Um, yeah. We we won't reveal who, who that is, but he's tough. He can take a punch and get back up. And, yeah, he's not going to miss any time.
3: Bernie's soft. I'm here to say it, man. He's
4: a... <laughs> S-O-F capital T. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not calling him soft, man. If, if if he if he misses the next game, then uh, sure. I mean, he, he could have ended up with a stinger or something like that. You know, he – He's, no. he's not used to being an athlete. Soft, even, like, even though mascots typically do get bruised up a little bit.
3: Oh yeah, like when they're doing some of this stuff for sure. Rocky, the Denver Nuggets mascot, love me some some Rocky. The behind the back half court shots, you know. Remember the old the gorilla for the Phoenix Suns was amazing. You yep. doing all these high wire acts? Bernie gives mascots a bad name. I'm here to tell you, it's. It's pathetic. He went to the ER after that. Terrible. This, I think you're right, George. I think this is possibly a cash grab. He sees dollar signs over there, Bernie. He better not be suing. Who was? What, what, it was the Baltimore Ravens mascot. You know how they sometimes have a game with little kids. I think the Ravens mascot tore his ACL. I think it's a real story. He got tackled from by somebody and jacked himself up. I'm pretty sure that's right. John Harbaugh was talking about it, the head coach and. If you tear your ACL, you get my sympathy, but uh, Bernie, no sympathy. That was weak, weak by him. All right, coming up next.
4: Cold-blooded.
3: That's sad but true. Uh, We'll find out very soon how badly these players want to join certain teams. Some details for you coming up. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio.
2: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the tirerack.com studios. So, George, Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns, in limbo over here, where. Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, he had some details. This is before Game 4, the last game in the NBA Finals, Denver won. This is what Woj had to say about Chris Paul's status with the Phoenix Suns as we speak right now. Here he is.
6: The organization could use the wave and stretch provision on his contract prior to the June 28th uh, date to guarantee his contract. If he's waived ahead of that date, the Suns only owe him 15 of the $30 million on his deal that creates some salary cap space.
3: Okay. All right. So we might see the wave and stretch provision and the Suns would only be on the hook for half of what they owe him. Now, the second part to that is... Where does Chris Paul want to go? This is Woj again on ABC.
6: Chris Paul wants to remain with the Suns. He wants to be back with Devin Booker, uh, with Kevin Durant. But right now for, for the Suns, they want to look at a lot of alternatives, some options between now and the 28th, including trade possibilities.
3: Okay, so he wants to be with the Suns. This is where my mind goes, George. You'll hear athletes say, I want to be here. And my immediate thought is, how badly? How badly do you want to be there if the money is less at that place than it is at another place? You know, how badly does Chris Paul really want to be in Phoenix if he can make more money money elsewhere?
4: That money ain't going to be that much less. Because, well, actually, it ain't going to be less because he's he's getting all that cash this year. So it's just a matter of how much that the team has to pay and all of this. Well,
3: it's now, like right there. If they go wave and stretch, you know, they're trying to get him. Phoenix trying to get him for a fraction of what they owe him. Is he going to be okay with that? Does he no. really want to remain in Phoenix if that's no, the case? No. Or does Listen, he feel like you know what you're I trying am, to get me at a discount over? it? No. If
4: Chris Paul, it does not get the entire amount due to him. You can book. He'll be in LA. It, That's it, the thing, right? Yes, That's where because, when push comes to shove, do you yeah, still really want to be uh, there? Guess who's in a, in in Los Angeles?
3: Well, there's a lot in
4: Los Angeles. His family is in Los <laughs> Angeles. His <laughs> kids go to school here. So you mean to tell me that this dude is if if Phoenix is playing with that bread, mm. he's like, or I can come back to LA. There's great golf in L.A. There's great. I can see my kids more. I I would be willing to bet you that Chris Paul would 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 sign up to to be with the Lakers instead of going back to Phoenix.
3: Yeah. Well, and it gets me thinking about uh, a couple of guys who are free agents in the NFL. You have wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. He has recently said, "Oh, I'd love to team up with Patrick Mahomes." Love to team up with Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback. it's like, well, they don't have a whole lot of salary cap space. So how badly do you want to be there when it comes with the financial haircut? You know, Dalvin Cook, the running back, he posted a picture of him in the Dolphin Stadium. He's a Miami native. If the money is lesser there and greater somewhere else, like how badly does he want to be in Miami? That's what it comes down to. And we'll find out. We'll find out how badly those players want to be at those places that they say they want to be at
4: yeah man i mean it's not even how badly it's just i need my
3: bread (laughs) that's it goes into it coming up next who of these three will make the biggest impact we got some players on the move and we've got a radio host on the move as well we are broadcasting live from the tire rack.com studios TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, George, before we get to uh, the power rankings of a few NFL free agents here, on the move, I want to speak about you. On the move. How's the move yeah. going there, George? Everything oh, okay? Man, it's going. It's yeah. going. How far deep along in that are thing, we man. here? What percentage would you
4: say? I would say we are okay in terms of live so I'm sleeping in the new house, right? Uh-huh. But I still have reasons to go to the old house. Because <laughs> I because I still have to work at the old house. Uh-huh. Because everything's not fully set set up because we are um we decided so all the furniture is not in the new house because I pretty much didn't take any furniture from the old house to the new house.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So, so, so we're commuting a- here and there. How, how long is the commute between these two houses? 16 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. So mm-hmm. you, you go yeah. over to the old house, you knock out a show, you go to the new house, you're living the life. No, no, actually not because <laughs> no. I'm, I'm paying for two
4: houses at one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay so how much longer well you got to sell that you got to sell that thing there no Josh. i'm not i'm not i'm not renting rent this
3: thing out you gotta rent it out okay yeah there you go that's not bad yeah a little uh yeah, dude. little it's b&b a, reister style hang up the 87 ravens jersey you know
4: <laughs> no, no 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 there will be no remnants of that in this house buddy
3: no okay None. not gonna do that all right
4: because uh, all, that just invites problems yeah, it does. It, it, no, yeah, you don't want to yeah, do that.
3: No, yeah, no, definitely. no, no. That, that that makes you a target, bro. Go incognito, man. Much better. <laughs> exactly off. incognito,
4: right there. Exactly. House must be in the trust name. Everything like like a stay away from me. I
3: don't want you knowing I own anything. Yeah, I hear you, man. Okay, so we go from your move to some NFL players on the move. This is what I want to know, George. We've got two free agents and one former free agent that has found a home. I want the power rankings of who you think will be the most productive this upcoming season, okay? We have Odell Beckham Jr. He signed with the Baltimore Ravens. We know where he is. We've got two other big names on the open market right now. We don't know where they're going to land yet. That's the, the twist right here, and that makes it a little bit tougher to predict. But we've got wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, and we've got running back Dalvin Cook. If you're looking at the power rankings of production, how would you sort it out between OBJ, Dalvin, and DeAndre?
4: Ooh. I am going to go with Odell one. Okay. Cook two. Yeah. And, um... Hopkins three, but I de- but that doesn't mean that I think that there's going to be some huge. I just think Odell's going to have a really good year, and then I think that D- Dalvin Cook's going to rush for 1100 yards like he do- always does, except for mm-hmm. one year, yep. and then you're going to have you know Hopkins get
3: eight, nine hundred yards. Okay, I don't think that's uh you know unreasonable at all, I think that makes a lot of sense. That could absolutely be the way it goes. I'm so curious to see what Odell Beckham Jr. does with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And you think about the second ACL with OBJ. And Lamar Lamar has not put up gaudy passing numbers. Okay. He had his his unanimous MVP season. That was a long time ago. And he was tremendous that year. Take nothing away. Thirty six touchdowns, six interceptions. But the last two years, George, thirty three oh, touchdowns. It'll be much better this
4: year. It'll be 20 much picks. better. Twenty picks
3: this year. I, I just, when you look at Lamar compared to the league leading quarterbacks, I just don't know how good Odell's back Odell's numbers can be in yeah, that offense. Dude, uh,
4: Lamar's going to throw for 4,000 yards this year.
3: 4,000?
4: 4, 4,000. Wow. wow. Book it.
3: Book it. Wait a minute. I, the last time you booked something, I had a flashback to Demas Winston. Is going to throw like 30 touchdown passes. No, I and,
4: said that he was going to be the
3: starter there, which he uh-huh. was. And you said he was going to throw 30. Yeah. That's the last. I had a flashback to you booking something there, George. Yeah, man. He got hurt. He got. Listen, I can't do
4: anything about injuries.
3: I would like to put I a stake on this D. if you're inclined, George. I'm taking the under on Lamar with 4, 4,000 yards. 000? Yeah. Oh yeah, put it, put it put it in the group chat. put it in okay. the group chat <laughs> I let the record show I'm three and one since the stake bets. Here I have a three one commanding nuggets like three one commanding lead over here. but uh, <laughs> I'm taking the under on Lamar even though he's got some more weapons over there. He's got Odell Beckham jr got Zay flowers there. Yeah, uh, but and, he's, and, the most and, he's thrown for George is thirty one twenty seven. Oh, and,
4: and I don't want this to be a running total. So, so I think that, that we need to square up, and then and then get going again. Because hey, when hey, I, because when I want a stake, I I need that.
3: Well, hey, you got to hook me up with the stakes, George. That's I know all. I got you. Just
4: just let me know how you how you would like them, and I got you.
3: Okay, like what? Are you going to Venmo I mean, you me you the steaks? I mean,
4: you want me to or? send you some damn, oh, uh, actually, some, uh, some like Omaha steaks or something? Oh, you're going to you,
3: ship them out over here?
4: Yeah, I mean, but... Oh, absolutely.
3: But, but I'm, I'm actually afraid of you cooking them, though. <laughs> you have good reason to be scared, I will fully admit. This is the fault of the 503, okay? The 503, otherwise known as Portland, the weather sucks over there, okay, and so out of like there's only two and a half months where the weather's good in that area. The other time it's awful, so like I wouldn't babysit my steaks on the deck. I would go in and try to warm up, and meanwhile, they're just being singed so i'm I'm to be trusted now, George. everything is fine right now. I'll babysit these things, they'll be cooked to perfection or close, no, enough. okay yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll hit you with the uh, temporary address. Everything's temporary <laughs> as far as that goes. But, yeah, I'm going to go. Or,
4: or, do you, or, do you,
3: or do you want a restaurant? Either way. It's up to you. Either way. We'll talk offline. We'll figure it out okay. for sure. I like that idea. I'm going to go here. You tell me if this is radical or not, George. I'm going Dalvin 1 followed by Odell and then DeAndre Hopkins. Of course that's not
4: radical. That's okay. not – I mean, it, if, if he's the – I just don't know where he's going to be the starting running back at. That's the that's He'd the be the issue. guy in
3: Miami. He'd start in Miami. Uh,
4: wait, who did Miami pick up in the offseason?
3: Well, they ran it back with Mostert and Jeff Wilson. So he would be the starter. Yeah. They're, they're not starting Mostert over Dalvin Cook. Uh, probably not, and in Denver, oh, but you got to remember Williams.
4: too. You got to remember too that this is Mike Mike McDaniel's. That this is Kyle Kyle Shanahan. Guys mm-hmm. don't rush for a thousand yards because they they do this back by committee yeah,
3: thing. Absolutely, it's running they, back
4: by committee. You might as well have Bill Belichick as your coach. So but that zone did, scheme, so that.
3: oh, Dalvin would be nice in a zone scheme. Absolutely, be nice in that system. I think he's going to Miami. You, George? think he's going to end up there? <laughs>
4: no, um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I because I think his car, his catch up is going to be about money.
3: Hmm. Well, the Dolphins tried to trade for him back in March, and it didn't work out. So they're certainly interested. So if the money is you know comparable to other teams' offers, I think he's going to go to Miami. That's my hunch is he ends up in South Beach. We'll see how that shakes out.
4: Mm. No, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it. But I, but I think that that accelerates people saying his careers that his days of a big time back are over
3: just because, just of, the because of the committee thing. thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How about this? Your guy, LeBron James, he, he was over at the 24 hours of Le Mans. That's how it sounded on Eurosport. Check this out. Speaking French over there, LBJ. Did you ever think in any of our time here at Lamar, you'd see LeBron James <laughs> say, Drivers, start your engines. Yeah. That's what he did. He was the guest over there, waved the flag to get it going, you know, start your engines Brady, in Brady French. Brady was over
4: there too. And hey, yep. you know what that means, right? What's that? They not over there just for no damn car car racing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they over there talking about some money. Mm. That's what they over there talking about. Business Le- deals. Yes. Yeah. LeBron James who is an investor in the Fenway Sports Group who is who who owns part of soccer teams and all of that stuff. Bro, so he's a part owner of the Red Sox and now he's fr- he's trying to figure out how much money can I can I make in the next two years that way then that, that that way um then when he is gifted the uh the las vegas basketball team the way he's squared squared away and good to go that's why he's putting himself around ownership people because he will be the owner of a basketball team while he's still employed by the nba
3: how about brady so he was at the twenty four hours of Le Mans, like you mentioned, George. He was also at the French Open. He was congratulating Djokovic. He's all over the place. That Tom Brady these days. Hey man, he he's enjoying retirement. He's enjoying being single.
4: Also, <laughs> what uh, I doing? don't know if he's enjoying that part of it. He he he, he's, he he he's giving me I want giselle back vibes. Really?
3: Yeah. That's the vibe you get from. Yeah, from that's the vibe go. I get. What is it? It's a post here and there. Nah, it's just it's just the energy. I th- I
4: I think he wants her back. I mean, wow. but I'm not upset about that. You know, no. he's you know, he's got a whole family there. So, you, you know, know, got kid, some
3: reaction from kid, Twitter. Kids might be interested in it too. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, he's listen, man. He's uh he's enjoying it. That's the best thing for him. I think this is going to be a tough year. First year away from being an NFL player or just a football player in general. Yes. Think about how much of his life, when football season over, rolls around, over he's playing half his football. his life. Yeah.
4: Yes, the vast majority of his life has been playing
3: football. I think this is the best thing is stay ultra busy, you know, because that clock is going to kick in. He's got a football clock. And, uh, man, when that kicks in and he's not playing football, he might be driving himself crazy. I'd say do exactly what he's doing, man. Yep. Go to the French stay Open. Busy, go to the buddy. 24 hours. Stay do everything. Busy. Yeah, stay, stay busy. busy. We got a tweet here from Kennard. George that just said, uh, Brian, that was too harsh for you bashing the Heat mascot on Fox Sports Radio just now. <laughs> uh, what did you think, George? Was I too harsh? The story is Cliff's Notes version. Conor McGregor just did a bit with the Miami Heat mascot. And he threw a punch, quote-unquote. The mascot goes down like a ton of bricks. Mascot ends up in the ER. Had to get checked out. He's fine. Bernie's soft. That's what I say. Soft mascot. we got to replace Bernie. I thought this was heat culture over here. I thought we had grit and tenacity and toughness.
1: Hey,
4: grit and tenacity, that don't mean that you don't get hurt. It just means that when you do get (laughs) knocked on the ground that you get back up and you keep fighting.
3: Man, Bernie, weak, weak. Sorry about that, Kennard. I hope it didn't ruin your Sunday, but that's how I see it. All right, we got a lot to get to. Coming up next, there are two stories that might make you both say, what, what is happening here? That was my reaction. We'll see what George thinks, and we'll see what you think as well. I'm Brian Noh. He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio.
2: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: I'm Brian No. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. So, George, the uh, Toronto Raptors have a new head coach. And I yes. don't know how to pronounce his name. I have no idea. No, I, I do this a lot where I don't just wing it. I try to figure out how you say it and there You're are You're my dad, bro. You're
4: yes. my dad. In in that in that my dad can't pronounce anybody's name right. Nobody's. <laughs> I know. But my dad like, does the he'll same be like, thing, yeah. What's up with that uh with uh with uh Gerald Tree? I was like oh, Gerald Tree? And he was like, you know, the running back over at USC, Gerald Tree, or or uh, or uh, or uh, or Harold Cush. I'd be mean, like Reggie Bush. He'd be like, yeah, him, him, him. <laughs> uh, yeah, my dad will do that from time to time, also. But, oh, it, uh, it's it's not time to time. It is. Yeah, it is a consistent thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, this new guy for the Raptors, it's either this Darko Rykovich rykovich or it's... Ryakovich is a guy. Ryakovich. I don't know. Ooh. I have no idea. But they have named this guy Darko Ryakovich. I, I don't know. Maybe their what head coach. The, what was the first option? First option is this. Darko Rykovich. Rykovich. No. No? And what's the second one? Option two. Ryakovich is... Royakovich, and that was Wode saying it the second time, right? No, no, it was uh, someone from TSN. So it was uh, someone okay. that covers the Raptors, right? So oh, maybe that guy's right. right. So maybe yeah, right. maybe yeah. Royakovich. Royakovich, I don't know, but anyway, they hired this dude. Think about this. The first thing I thought about Conor McGregor. Remember when Conor McGregor said this?
2: Who the f- is that guy?
3: <laughs>
0: That's exactly. <laughs>
3: That's what I thought about this new dude. You kicked Nick Nurse to the curb for Ryakovich or whoever? He was a Memphis Grizzlies' assistant. He's been an assistant coach forever. And now he's the new guy with the Toronto Raptors. So, really, look, I'll meet him halfway, George. My reaction when they got rid of Dwayne Casey and hired Nick Nurse, I was like, "This really? And he turned out to win a championship. Nick Nurse did a very good job overall, I think. So they're trying to Nick Nurse this thing again. They got rid of Nick Nurse to try to find the next Nick Nurse. And we'll see if Royakovich is that guy or not.
4: Yeah. That, now, a lot of people are always questioning when it's somebody that you haven't heard of or somebody off the radar. I actually think that those are probably the best searches. When it's, when it's people who have been in the game for quite some time, who are good at what they do, and all of that, so I'm I'm not going to begrudge the hire. I wasn't sure about the Nick Nurse thing, mm-hmm. and that clearly worked. But but I mean, I wonder though too how many people really wanted this job mm. because yeah. of because of the amount of well the the uh, lack of top tier talent on this team.
3: Right, you've—I mean—you've got something to work with over there, and, and the Scotty ability and to
4: see entice good free agents. To, yeah, that's rough. To, that's tough. Toronto. Think because about the not,
3: swing it, it took to get Kawhi. They're like, okay, cool. We'll just rent Kawhi for a year, and hopefully, it works out that one year when the Raptors are going up against the Warriors with Kevin Durant, and they basically just rented Kawhi for a year while the Raptors were going up against a Warriors team with KD. That's crazy. And I agree with you. It just shows you what you have to do to get a superstar in Toronto. Yeah. They're they're You you have to get lucky is what you have to get. Yeah. (laughs) And they did. They did with the injuries and all of that. I mean, it It, took
4: everything going their, their way to get Kawhi
3: it it really did and for them to win a championship is crazy that yes, season yes it but. it took the yes
4: it took the warriors having a season next season ending injuries to to yeah. to, to uh Kevin Durant and to Klay Thompson that's crazy. what it took to win a championship
3: insane and they'll spin it where they wanted to find the next great young head coach and that could be the case they did it before with Nick Nurse at least being an assistant that was promoted to being a head coach. So that might not just be lip service, but they said, nah, we didn't want to run it back with a guy like Mike Budenholzer, certainly not Doc Rivers. They wanted to find the next young guy. So we'll see if Ryakovich, we'll find out how to say his name sometime here relatively soon, and we'll see if he's the guy. But yeah, you bring up an interesting question, George, is how appealing is that job exactly? And you've got enough talent to be relevant but do you have enough talent to really get anywhere significant? And no. as it stands right no. now, no, you don't. Not at all. <laughs> and that's why Nick Nurse wanted out of there. Yeah, and he's in a better spot right now. Talent wise, what he has to work with, with Embiid and Maxi, we'll see with Harden whether he's there or not. But you have, you got to have frontline players. You go with an MVP winner like MB just won MVP so you leave Siakam and Scottie Barnes yeah, and Van Vleet and yeah now granted
4: who would you rather have though that's the that's the question because it because it's not like Joel M B and that team now granted that team is significantly better mm-hmm. but if they don't get James Harden back and he can't turn James Harden into a winner
3: How does that work? Well, I'd rather have the better talent, and there's no doubt it's in Philly. Granted, there are challenges. They can't get out of the second round at all, but that's what I would like. I I would rather take over the more talented team. And look, man, if you go anywhere with top talent, they're going to be high expectations. And if you don't meet them, it's going to eventually be your job. That's the way it goes. But you've got a chance. You've got a chance to legitimately compete for a championship and you didn't have that in Toronto I'll take the roster where I can compete for a championship any day
4: yeah yeah I definitely would too yeah but but I don't think I mean I, I I guess every every coach thinks that they have the magic juice and that they are going to be able to uh, that they're going to be able to one to to like solve the problems mm hmm but uh, but uh, that's not the case there. I I, I think in Philly, yeah, it's just too much with James Harden. With I
3: James know, Harden but he's not he's not taking over for like Popovich or Steve Curry. He's taking over for Doc. You know, <laughs> I I think we might have more like, of a leg to stand on to Doc's be like, hey, you know, bum, I, I can though. make a few adjustments. Doc's not over a here.
4: bum coach. He's just not, you know,
3: like. He's not pop. That's all I'm telling you is he's not on that upper echelon.
4: Yeah, that there are there's levels where Doc's a good coach. Like you're gonna get competent play. You're gonna get, you know, in 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 the playoffs. But you're you're also at the end of the day, and at the end of your playoff run, you're gonna get. Oh, it's a make or miss league.
3: It's a make or miss league. (laughs) Well. I just—it can't just be a coincidence that he's losing game seven after game seven after game seven. That that just—it can't be a coincidence. Correct. I'm sorry. Like it correct. Can. That's what I'm saying. It it's
4: something, it's something about him yeah. and what he's doing. And kind of the, the mentality, because you constantly, oh, it's a make or miss league. It's a make or miss league. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it is, but it's also an adjustment league. It, it is. is. That if if you are continuing to make or miss, then
3: uh, something's up. No doubt. No doubt. It's going to be really interesting with all these head coaching hires. If you think about Nick Nurse, he takes over in Philly, obviously. He interviewed for the Bucs job. And the Bucks. They went with Adrian Griffin, who is an assistant for Nick Nurse. And so Bucks versus Sixers next season and beyond, that's going to be really something to watch, George, because we might circle back and be like, hey, Bucks, might be better off with old Nick Nurse right now instead of the first-year head coach. But, hey, Giannis was team Adrian Griffin. And so they said, okay, Giannis, let's do that. But that's something to watch in the next few seasons, for sure. And also, not to mention, kicking Mike Budenholzer to the curb, who won a championship and won 70% of his game. So, all these hires are going to be really interesting next season and beyond. Can't wait. Very. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we got to get to the other story that made me say, uh, really? <laughs> but first... Mazzi Bolaños with the latest. Are they playing baseball in Colorado yet, Matsi?
5: Oh, oh, yes. They started playing and it ended quickly.
3: Rockies
4: and Padres tied at four here in the bottom of the ninth after a
0: long rain delay that's going to end right here. Oh, my.
3: Nolan Jones crushes it.
1: A walk off winner.
5: Yep, Nolan Jones. 472 feet. Lord, how <laughs> much? <am I. laughs> he was tired. He's like, I'm over this rain delay. Let's wrap this up. So they ended up beating the Padres. 5-4 to four yes. was the final score. Yes. <laughs> One game currently going on. It's the night game, and it's the Boston Red Sox taking on the Yankees in the Bronx. Justin Turner has started it off for the Red Sox. He just hit a homer, so they are up 1-0. They're about to start the bottom of the second inning. We had no no. Basketball, no hockey. It's literally just been baseball today. So we're gonna run it down because the best team in baseball, the Rays, they won another one earlier today against the Rangers. It was seven to three. They are now they are now 48 and 24 the season. The Nationals avoided the sweep. They snapped the Braves seven-game winning streak, coming out on top six to two. But the Braves are still in first place in the NL East, four games up on the Marlins. And the Marlins scored three runs in the ninth inning earlier today to beat the White Sox six to four. Five. Luis Araez only went one for five. So now he's batting 397, no longer above 400. But it's okay. he's He's got plenty of season left. The By the e- way, Monsi,
3: I need some, uh, some pointers. How do yes. you do that? R- 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 How do you get that going, R- right? You know
5: what's funny is in Costa Rica, we do not roll our R's. No. We don't. We say Costa Rica, not Costa Rica. And so I learned uh, when I was like around, I don't know, 20 years old, I was doing a commercial in Chicago in Spanish for Walmart. And I learned right there that when I didn't roll my R's, it sounded like I didn't know how to speak Spanish. I was straight up told that. And I was like, what? I am am excellent (laughs) at this Spanish. I was I speak better Spanish than most people. I speak it properly. And then they were like, yeah, but you don't roll your R's. And I was like, yeah, we don't roll our R's in Costa Rica. We don't do that. And so from that, I was like 20 years old. And from that point on, I made an effort when speaking to a Spanish person to roll my R's so that I wasn't judged. How sad is that? I literally was told it sounds like you don't know how to speak Spanish. Esquiz, es mira lo que yo sé hablar, es español. All right? <laughs> but, okay, yes, yes. Exactly what she said. Exactly, yeah. So, I, we don't roll, be- español, más o menos. Más o menos. Oh, that sounded pretty good. <laughs> that sounded pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know how to teach it. I don't, I, I just, I don't know how to teach you to just roll it. Just start your arms. rolling them. Just, just start, write, yeah, just practice. start practice. Start yeah. rolling Honestly,
4: it. See, with that, I don't, I, I can't even imagine <laughs> you mad oh, Spanish. Oh, again. Oh man. Man. Mad I, at I, I twenty. 20. <laughs> Firecracker. I would, not, I would not even be able to understand how mad I was like, <laughs> slow down so I can understand because I'm a slow Spanish speaker.
5: Right.
6: So
4: yeah. I need you to like slow that slow that down so I can fully understand your cuss out.
5: Yes. Uh it, and in Costa Rica we speak fast. So I have friends that speak Spanish, and when me and my mom talk to each other, they literally are like, what did you just say? We couldn't understand. You guys were talking so fast, and they speak Spanish. But I'll be we're out like, there
4: not too long. It to Costa Rica? Yeah.
5: Oh, fun. When are you going? July. July. Uh, it's not the greatest weather in July. No,
4: no, I'm sorry. Excuse, excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me. Uh, it's like toward the end of August.
5: Okay, all right. It's
4: the DR first.
5: Okay, okay. Because, you know, it is opposite of here. So when it's hot here, it's rainy season over there. Yeah. Uh, But you'll still love it. You're going to have a great time. It is a giant rainforest. Really is. With Mm -hmm. a bunch of animals all over the place. It's awesome. Love. You're gonna have a great time, uh, just like the A's have had a great time because they've won five in a row and they completed a sweep of the Brewers. Eight no, to six.
2: What's dude, the- I I'll I hate the
4: A's winning <laughs> because, <laughs> like, mind you, I have nothing against I, I like the A's in general. They are negative 194 on their run di- differential, differential? On, the, on the season. Like, I want them to finish. I was hoping that they would finish the season with, like, 20
3: wins.
5: Uh, yeah, no, they're on They a cost roll. me cash
3: yesterday, too.
5: Well. I bet on
3: Milwaukee, and they messed around and won a 2-1 game. Five straight games. Five How straight. is that possible?
5: Yeah. yeah. Did you bet on your Cardinals, Brian?
3: I didn't. Oh, no, good, because
5: they lost I to know. the Reds. 4-3. to three. What <laughs> the
3: is Gi- going on? <laughs> oh, you would love this. I'll finish. I'll, I'll give you this in a second. What Adam Wainwright said. I, I got to get the quote while you're finishing your thing. Mons. Okay, you'll, get that. You'll laugh at this. For sure.
5: Get that. Get that. Arizona scored four runs in the ninth inning. They beat Detroit seven to five. They're still first in the NL How West. are they
4: this good? I
5: don't. They won five in a row too. <laughs> yeah, they're real good Somebody and consistently. Break
4: the Diamondbacks. Yeah. <laughs>
5: The Guardians shut out the Astros at home. Shane Bieber pitched 7 innings, only gave up 3 hits and struck out 9. The Pirates took down the Mets 2 to 1. Andrew McCutcheon recorded his 2000th career hit in the win, and the gun show was on full display in Baltimore because Ricky Gunnar Henderson hit a 300 or excuse me, hit a 3-run 462-foot homer, and the Orioles outscored the Royals 11 to 3. My How Dodgers. are they good? <laughs> Just all these teams you are just like, why? How are they good? I don't understand. The Phillies beat the Dodgers. I can tell you why the Dodgers are losing because we don't have a bullpen. Seven yeah. to three was the final score on that one. <laughs> the Blue Jays defeated the Twins seven six. The Angels ended up topping the Mariners nine <gasps> to four. Zach Neto homered twice, so that's pretty neat.
4: we need the Angels to start losing and keep losing that way. the way they have no. to trade. No, 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 we, no, no, no. We need to the, the Angels.
3: Need the Angels to keep winning. No. So I can cash my Shohei AL MVP bet, George. We can't get him to <laughs> no, the National
4: No, no, he can, no, no. He no. can
3: win no. the MVP with them losing. What
4: are
5: you yeah, talking Yeah. Not if he goes to the NL.
3: Can't hey, trade him sorry. to The, the National hey. League, no. We need yeah. him in, in Los Angeles. Now. I know.
5: Basically. I know. Last thing I'll tell you guys: we're talking about Tom Brady earlier today. He was on a podcasters, or not a podcasters, a YouTubers' uh, latest episode. I think it's called Mr. Beast. The Mr. Beast guy is like showing this hundred billion. Know who
4: Mr. Beast? Is? I
5: don't. I, I'm not a big YouTuber. Is that he? He must be huge, right? Like uh, a...
4: the, huge would be an understatement.
5: Oh, really? I'm not. Yeah, I. He... I
4: he does all these cool things for uh, pe- people and like 100% of the proceeds that don't go to like salaries and all of that stuff g- he gives it all right back away.
5: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I had not heard of him until this story that he was showing off this like billion dollar yacht while yes, he was on the, the yacht.
4: He's most famous huh. YouTuber. Here.
5: Oh, I had no idea. No idea. So Tom Brady joins him on this yacht and basically the YouTuber guy is like, hey, I'm going to start flying my drone. Let's see if you can hit it with the football. And Tom Brady says, if I get it on the first Try maybe I should come out of retirement. He uh, hits it on the first try. Oh
3: gosh! So
5: maybe we'll be seeing him. I
3: wonder if they dude perfect that though. You know what I mean? Was that like his seventy-second try, and it was the quote-unquote first no, try?
4: The, uh, see the uh, problem with with that is is that you you would need a lot of footballs.
5: Fair wow, because
4: because the football yeah. would then get wet, which would make it increasingly
3: harder to throw it accurately. Wow,
5: so, look at this! George, yeah, you
4: think I mean, everything over there?
5: You do. That was impressive.
3: Maybe that was his sixth throw. I
5: have
3: six football <laughs> Or maybe it was
4: just his first throw because it uh, sometimes been. dude dude perfect hits it on the first one.
5: Maybe. But I how
3: think. will we know when it's legit or not, you know?
4: I believe Andy it. Every time. I
5: believe this I YouTuber believe that I've never heard of until today. I believe him.
3: Hey, by the way, Moncie, see that quote from Adam Wainwright, Cardinals yes. pitcher. Mm-hmm. So this was when they were 25 and 35. Okay. 60 games. They're 10 games under 500. Since then, they're even worse. They're 2 <laughs> and 4 since that time. But anyway, he was asked about the Cardinals underachieving and... If he was worried about where they stood and he said I don't think concerned is the right word I think pissed is the right word is what Adam Wainwright had to say about that
5: so. which I understand yeah yeah I'd be pissed too
3: yeah yeah I echoed that I yeah. echo that exactly great stuff moncia likewise always.
5: fella is always fun
3: always fun always All right, are coming you, up next, are you are you leaving
5: what do you yeah this is oh, you're done God. in 20 minutes. So what does that mean? So that means you, I'm you done. You are
3: supposed to
4: stay with us.
5: I will until... be here for 20 minutes, but then we are done.
4: <laughs> Thanks a lot, Monty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also,
5: Thank when you me. said earlier, no, I have to pay for two houses. That was such a flex. How that that was that a, a flex? You're
3: talking about Rolex's one yeah. show. And
5: then and then you're talking pay. about paying for
3: two houses. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable, Right? George. This is
5: ridiculous. Send me a steak, but when I say yeah, steak, yeah, me I mean eggplant. I'll, I'll, I'll
3: ship out your steaks. No, you know, let me pay up in full <laughs> here. Moneybags <laughs> bags, <laughs> Reister. Money no, no, bags. No, no, that's no. it. New nickname. Hey, Listen, hey, hey throw I've a Rolex been, been, in I've with the blessed. steaks when you send those. I've out been, to me.
4: I've been blessed, and and I and I appreciate it, and I pay it for, it, and
3: I give to others. There you go. Mm. That's what we like to hear. The generosity. Given, is it Mr. shall be Rice. given unto you. No doubt. All right. We got to close it down in style coming up here. Which is the better bad bet? I, I will explain that to you. Uh, but it's, a, I think, a, a random but interesting question. We'll do that. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. Reinhardt shoots, blocked. White Cloud stick breaks. Centering pass kicked away by Carlson. Five seconds to the right. A shot blocked by McNabb.
0: Rebound is loose. Pushed to the corner and time runs out. The game is over. The Knights survive. Now a big pile in front of the goal. Hill jumps in as well. His helmet is off. Several players tackling each other. The linesmen now restrain Hill. Several things are being thrown onto the ice as
3: we speak. The Knights have won game four, barely surviving. I'm Brian Though no. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the tire Rack.com studios. That was the progressive play of the day. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. The sound compliments of Fox Sports Las Vegas. As the Golden Knights took a 3-1 lead against the Florida Panthers. And then, pure hockey style, George, we just fight at the end of that game. That game, like, Vegas held on in what game four, three to two, and then they just dropped the gloves. They started, you know, punching, pushing the whole thing. Thank goodness Bernie, the mascot, wasn't involved. He would be in more than the ER over there. The Miami Heat mascot, who's soft. I got a, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a, um, a question for you, George. Now, I saw the odds for Finals MVP in the NBA. It's obviously going to be There's only Jokic. two
4: people that are options.
3: Okay, so Jokic right now, the betting line is minus 6000, meaning he's such a massive favorite. You would have to risk $6000 to win 100 just to win $100. So Jokic is going to be the guy. Now, when they flashed who's next in order, Jamal Murray and Jimmy Butler are both 30-1. to Okay, they're long shots. Here's my question. We know Jokic is going to win it, but which is the better bad bet? You know, if you're betting on Jamal Murray or Jimmy Butler at this stage, it's a terrible bet. But which is the better of the two? Who would have a better chance of winning MVP? Is it Jamal Murray or is it Jimmy Butler? That's an actual question I'm throwing your way.
4: Jamal Murray's the better option because because at least his team is going to win, yeah, and if his team is going to win, that means that he's got a shot that I mean he could go crazy in the next game, you know put up a fifty point game or so and remember he already had a really good game already,
3: so he did. Yeah, he had the thirty-point triple-double. He's had ten assists at least in all four of these games. It's pretty crazy for Jamal Murray. I'm going to go Jimmy Butler. Now, now let me. I'm not going to spend much time on this because it, you know, it's never going to come down to this. But I would actually, if I'm betting Jamal Murray or Jimmy Butler, I'm taking a long shot to win MVP. I would actually go Jimmy Butler just because if the Nuggets win, it's going to be Jokic. What would it take? Like the. The Heat have come back from a three-one deficit before. Like maybe Jokic isn't peak Jokic. Remember how he twisted his ankle the last yeah. game? Like let's say he got nicked up, but he's still out there. And Miami just—I would actually go Jimmy Butler. I think he's got a, a bit of a better shot, even though we can agree both Jimmy and Jamal. No, they're not. Gonna Jimmy, win that Jimmy's got no shot. His team would need to win. Yeah, or or maybe if Jokic went down. I'm not trying to put this in the atmosphere. I'm just thinking what it would take for Miami to actually win it. It would be Jokic being significantly compromised or not even out there.
4: No, no, I don't think. I mean, it it would take Jimmy Butler finally looking like what everybody
3: wants Jimmy Butler to be. And we haven't seen that in the finals. We have not seen that Jimmy Butler. This over tomorrow night, George, it's a wrap. We're going to see uh, game six with Bernie, the mascot, gutting it out. (laughs) I'm kind of I'm I'm hoping for a longer series and I'm hoping we get to see Bernie, the Miami Heat mascot in game six back in South Beach. But I think it's over. I think game five, it's a wrap. Nuggets are just too good. I've got Jokic getting uh, at least 13 rebounds tomorrow night. Might have some money on that one, George. You every, like that he gets bet?
4: 13 rebounds every game. I mean,
3: that's like, is that—is that a Nostradamus? You no, know? I think it's only happened, believe it or not, one time so far in this series. Well, when he erupted for like 21 yeah,
4: in game well, it three. it feels like he's had 15 rebounds every game.
3: It does, but he, he has not. And, oh, it was so dirty the last game. Remember how he twisted his ankle? And so he missed some time in the first half. In the second half he picked up his fifth foul. So he was on the bench for a while.
4: Get get closer with him on the bench, you knew it was a burrito. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that is a bad, bad sign. At home, gots to have it game for Miami. No Jokic in the fourth quarter for many minutes. And they couldn't put a dent into that lead. Yeah. It's over. Have you enjoyed the finals though, George? At all? Yes. Yes, I yes, I have. I, I, I have enjoyed it. It's
4: also been frustrating because Jimmy Butler just won't give it, give us
3: what we, yeah. what we want. Put it into overdrive, you know. Got to go for broke over here. All right, everybody. Hope you have a good Sunday night. Enjoy Game Five tomorrow night. We'll see you.